0: The following
1: is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily state or reflect those of this station or its management. Ho, 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 ho! Hello there! Come on over here and sit down on Santa's lap. (laughs) Have you been good this year? If you have,
2: what the hell's
1: wrong with you? That's no fun. If you've been bad, really naughty, (laughs) you're my type of freak. Say, if you stick around, I'll give you lots and lots of delicious... Handy. Oh, ho, 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 ho. What do you say? Let's get this fucking sleigh in gear. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, Merry Fucking Christmas from Outlaw Radio.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 19th of December 2020. Yes, this is the last Outlaw Radio we have before Christmas this year, so this is our Christmas special. I'm your host, Bad Billy, and I got a great show lined up for you. Unfortunately, Chris is not going to be able to join at the end of the show. He's got some other things that uh, other projects he said he needed to take care of, so I, I understand that, but uh, still got, got great guests lined up for you in just a little bit. If you remember back from um, when I in June when I was at Highway 30 Music Fest, you remember I interviewed Jade Marie Patek. Well, she's going to be joining us and giving us a full length interview uh, coming up in just a little bit. And then later on in the show, I'm going to be joined by Stan Payne, a uh, somebody who's involved in the wrestling business out of Chicago. And uh, yes, that's actually a pre-recorded show, and it's going to be interesting to talk to him. Before I get to all that, I want to cue the latest single from Jade Marie Patek. This is called Dancing with the Devil, and I'll be back with Jade Marie right after this
4: and we go a little something like this hit it
0: and now from a rented basement because bad billy's mom threw him out it's outlaw radio
5: 57. My mind's on scotch and gin. Leaving this place, I step and got my whole paycheck to spend. cycle's just as vicious. I'm lost in lies I tell. I ain't superstitious, but I pray to God Himself. Liquor's got me With the devil and wonder why I'm still in here. Threw away a good love for a lonely one night stand. All I gave wasn't enough, so you turn around and ran. I hope that it was worth it got what you deserve came crawling back and hurting yeah you've got a lot of nerve but i ain't buying what you're trying to
6: sell
5: can't keep dancing with the devil and wonder why you're still in hell And with the devil and wonder why you're still in hell
7: hangovers from other liquors with cold cocks blend of herbs including green tea hibiscus ginger eucalyptus and more you'll be in herbal heaven cold cock whiskey available at spirit stores and distributors america wide find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com follow cold cock whiskey on facebook twitter and instagram celebrate those special moments with friends raise your glass take your shot you must be 21 or older to drink cold cock whiskey please drink responsibly
0: because there are some people out there who need practical advice and yes i'm talking about you wisdom beyond value from the desk of mr holland here's a secret for you you can always get the employee discount in the self-checkout lane
1: Ooh, is that mr holland
8: yes ma'am please don't touch
4: Your voice is the strongest weapon. What you believe is the source.
9: The power to speak out has the power to reach out. Freedom of speech gives you the right to express yourself. Without freedom of speech, there is little freedom at all. It is your right to stand up for what you believe in and to take action. Through speech, media, or social groups, you can make a difference. How will you make an impact with freedom of speech? This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation and the Broadcast Education Association.
0: First, there was Cranked Up Live. This is
7: Cranked Up Live. Then, Cranked Up Went Country.
10: Today's best and tomorrow's greats.
7: Cranked Up Country. Now, Cranked Up Live is back. back, back. Back. This is a sizzling hot podcast. Great up, live, Curtis McKinney and Brad Hennington will keep you listening, keep you laughing, and keep you coming back for more. Convicted felons will no longer be called convicted felons. Do you know what they want to call them, Curtis? <laughs> No Justice involved individuals is what they renamed them. Listen and download the podcasts at crankeduplive.com. Check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash cranked up live. Cranked up live. Some material may not be suitable for children
11: under 18.
0: Hey, I'm Nick, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions.
3: All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Dancing with the Devil by Jade Marie Pottek and it is my pleasure to welcome her back to the show. Hey, how are you? Hey, how's it going? I'm,
12: I'm doing great. How
3: about you? I'm doing well. Getting ready for this uh, upcoming Christmas. What about you there? All ready for this? Same. Yes. And right
12: indeed. now I actually today uh wrapping the rest of my gifts and we've been watching Christmas movies all evening so
3: getting in the spirit. There you go. There you go. <laughs> all right. So as mentioned I had you on the show before very briefly uh last summer when you were here in this area for um Highway 30. But uh, to uh yeah. Yes, indeed. But to yeah. uh Rebrief the audience that are listening. Uh, Why don't you uh, give the listeners a little bit of uh, background about yourself and tell them about yourself a little bit.
12: Sure. I've been playing gigs for over 10 years now. Um, Grew up in a small town in Texas, the Shiner area, a place where they make the beer. Um, My grandpa had a polka band, and that's really what got me, you know, just to have that passion for music and then I grew up on some really awesome genres, know, my dad had great taste, and that kind of is the sound that um, I guess I've created over the years. It's like a mixture of all of it. Uh, went to Texas State University, um, and yeah, I've just been playing around Texas for a very long time, and recently I got to finally get out of the state and uh, – or set out of the state and play – um, a couple of places like Idaho, and Colorado, and I've absolutely loved it.
3: Oh, yes. Yes, oh, indeed. And I
12: had to have an EP out. Sorry, I'm not really <laughs> great at talking about myself. But uh, <laughs> I have an EP that was out about two years ago, and I have my new single, Dancing with the Devil, that y-
3: y'all just heard. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, I, I listened to that and I uh, compared to uh, the songs on your, on your uh, previous EP that you did. Sounds like uh, with this song, I'm hearing a bit more uh, of an aggressive style on this song. It sounds awesome.
12: Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I kind of have a soft spot for like the southern rock sound, and so whenever uh, Dustin Schaefer of Shane Smith and the Saints and I got together to write this, he, um, I, it was a line that I've had for years, and I haven't really picked the right melody for it until he came out of nowhere with this really cool flick. And I was, and so it was just that one line, can't keep dancing with the devil and wonder why you're still in hell. And we um, made up like three different scenarios for the verses and uh, it all came together really well. I'm super happy with it.
3: Oh yeah. I mean, obviously I, I hear the, uh, the country style, but I, I hear, I hear a lot of rock and roll mixed into, into that. Mm -hmm. It sounds awesome.
12: Thank you. Yeah. That's, uh, Dustin's flair in there for sure. Cause I know, um, y'all may know this. He, he puts out, he is his own solo artist too, as well as playing with Shane. So, um, he puts out, yeah, I guess, I think he has a new album coming out right like very soon, if not already. Um, and his, his music is a lot more rock vibe. So it's really cool to, to put those two together.
3: Yes. Yes, indeed. So, uh, so since the last time you were on the show, obviously uh, things uh, seem to be back in the so-called normal uh, w- when you were here in Idaho. But uh, then of course, uh, the media likes to mess with us and uh, sit and uh, t- tell us that uh, the COVID spikes are going back up, what, whatever they want to say. But uh, overall, uh, how difficult has it been uh, for you to get gigs this year?
12: Um, it was obviously difficult at first when they shut everything down, but we did a ton of live streams. My friends even called me the stream queen cause I was doing like multiple live streams a week for, um, other organizations or radio stations, this and that, and just trying to find any kind of live stream that I could to stay in front of the people cause we couldn't go anywhere. And, and so the place that people would go is to their social medias. And so that was, that was the best thing for us. Um, And then joining sequestered songwriters was awesome. So that that's been a blessing getting to play at least once a week um, on that. And um, once things kind of started to open back up a little, um, I would say more like spring heading into summer was whenever they started doing a lot more shows and, but they're all the outdoor venues, of course, so they could actually um, feel more comfortable having people there, following the guidelines, this and that. So I've, luckily Texas has plenty of the uh, outdoor venues and the weather was getting warm. So it was perfect for that. And, um, yeah, we just just been playing the outdoor stuff as much as we could. And, um, and some of the, the indoor stuff started happening too, but with it getting cold again, I just feel like it's one of those things where we're we're kind of taking two steps back and, yeah. and starting to close down be a little bit more careful and which I was totally fine. it's the holidays. And this is a time that, um, I needed to quarantine anyways. We have a, we have a baby in the family now, my little nephew. So we always try to make, especially on Thanksgiving and Christmas, we've tried to, to stay quarantined enough to where I could see him. So, um, I've been very fortunate enough that I even had to like turn away stuff in order for me to be around everyone at Christmas. So in that, in that aspect, I've been very blessed.
3: I would say so. I would say so. You know, it, it just got me really hot under the collar too, that, uh, after, uh, highway 30, Gordy came under a lot of, uh, it, there, there were, there were some, uh, vlogs written about him and there, uh, him and Chris Jansen, just the main two targets saying that these two, these two guys only care about their wallets, don't care about the safety of the public and whatnot, you know, and, uh, I checked the statistics and th- yeah, we had a, we had a decent crowd at highway 30 and, uh, there were zero cases of COVID reported for, uh, for people that went there. I, yes, I eventually caught it, but it wasn't until like three months later. And I, I didn't even get that sick. So.
12: That's great. I'm very glad to hear that because it just affects everyone so differently. And, um, and it's awesome to hear that there were no cases. I kind of figured there were no cases and we didn't hear anything about it after the fact. Um, So yeah, in that aspect, and I mean, and you know, we were both there. We saw firsthand all the precautions that Gordy took to make sure it was safe. There was hand sanitizer everywhere. Um, you know, everything was spread out. They even added, you know, more seating, more bleachers, more space, uh, for people to social distance. And again, it was already the warmer season. So, um, things were not as, um, contagious, I guess, or I I, don't ask me. I'm not, I'm not a doctor (laughs) by any means, but, um, uh, and, and, again, I, I kind of stayed to myself, too. I, I stayed a little bit more backstage than I usually would have um, and just kind of stayed away from large crowds. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I did the best that I could do to keep myself safe, and I think that uh, I feel like everyone did, and, and maybe that's why there were no cases.
3: Yeah, and, so. uh, you know, when, when Chris Jansen was playing, uh, when the Steelwoods were playing, I didn't. Uh, when it came close to the stage, I did not see any social distancing either seriously i did right and that and that was their
12: choice they were excited about that artist they wanted to get up closer but you know the, again the guidelines they, they laid it all out there they're like look guys here's the best way to social distance and you know that's if they wanted to do that then they they went they went up to the stage and, and it is what it is i guess <laughs> yeah Oh, uh, <laughs> I was I, just telling people I was like, "Look, I I played at noon on a Friday. I did not have that kind of crowd, so you don't have to worry about me." <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I I was just amazed to see people say, "To hell with it! If I catch it, to uh, whatever." I I just want to go back to uh, you know go back to to living and and uh, not existing anymore. You know, so and actually actually going going out there and having a life and. Uh, I think that and finding uh, finding out that I had a sister that I that I never knew existed uh, probably the two best things of 2020 I can think of.
12: Wow, that's crazy.
3: Yes. Crazy yeah. to hear.
12: Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm sure there's a great story behind that, too.
3: Yeah, well, just just come to find out, uh, you know, I'll briefly get into this too is uh, she never knew who who her biological dad was, and uh, turned out to be my dad, and and uh, when when her daughter reached out to me and showed me pictures, I uh, I couldn't ignore the resemblance, and I I said let's meet up. We've got to get a we got to get a DNA test, and the DNA test came out positive for siblings, so. And it was dang, that's crazy. And it was right around too when I had that DNA test that I I came down with COVID, unfortunately. Oh
12: my goodness!
3: <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah.
12: Yeah, you definitely. An interesting year.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's been an interesting year for a lot of people, and but uh, for for me, I think it's going to be uh, very un- unforgettable just just for that reason alone, you know, and just you know, you got to find regardless of how negative it is, you got to find the positivity somewhere. And uh, Highway 30 was definitely positive, And that was uh, beyond positive right there.
12: Awesome. That's so good to hear.
3: Yes. Yes. So uh, how long ago was uh, Dancing with the Devil released? It was released uh, about a,
12: actually a month ago at midnight on November 20th.
3: Interesting, interesting. And yeah. uh, so so far, how, how has the response been from your fans overall?
12: It's been really great, actually. Um, thank goodness for these awesome people that support me 100% of the time. And I even said so when I put the song out. I was like, man, to get that response from people, although I have not put out an original song, like to the masses, in, a, in like roughly two years, but that was such an awesome feeling. So just, um, you know, I just literally nose the grindstone through those past two years with putting out like our, our covers, um, just trying to play as many live shows as possible. And then when COVID hit trying to be playing live streams or helping out wherever I can, to, you know, doing this and that. And that finally freed up some time for myself to get in the studio and record, um, it's just such a blessing that everyone received it as they did. So I'm very, very happy.
3: Yes. Yes, indeed. Now, uh, is there another single, uh, yet to be released, uh, that, uh, that, Oh, uh, yeah. It's coming out of the pipeline. Well, I mean, I
12: didn't have to do too much work on this one. So I'm very, <laughs> I'm very excited. But, um, so, uh, Cody Canada's, tribute from steamboat music fest this past year it's going to be released in january and i did um, his song dead man and that will be released i think january 8th it'll be out everywhere so that's awesome i'm very excited about that it was um one of the one of these songs that i was just like really passionate about and i got with rio trippiano with copper chiefs and he really pushed me to do something different with the song, so I'm excited for everyone to hear it who weren't who wasn't there at the tribute that day. Um, so that'll be awesome. That's going to be out January 8th, and I'm in the studio finishing up um, a couple other tunes as well. Um, there will be one, so that one will be out in January. Obviously, I think we're going to be releasing one in either like February or March, and just so on from there. I think throughout the year we have some stuff that we're ready to release and. Um, been a long time coming. 2020 was going to be that year, but you know what? That's okay. 2021
3: will be the year of more singles. Indeed. Indeed. You know, uh, Cody Canada, I think is a very, very underrated artist too. I don't think uh, he gets the recognition that he deserves. He's, he's very talented and puts out some really awesome songs. And I, you know, I, I hope he ends up with more uh, recognition than, than what he has. I mean, I mean, you know, it's just that uh, I, I had never heard of him until uh, I found out he was singing with uh, the Braun kids from uh, Reckless Kelly and uh, Mickey and the Motor Cars. You know, I just...
12: Oh, yeah? How long ago was that?
3: Uh, that was about four years ago when I when I discovered his existence.
12: Oh, okay. So you weren't there... You weren't around during the Cross-Canadian Ragweed days?
3: I No, I... I honestly don't remember that. To be honest with you, I, I'm sure I was around, but I I never heard of heard of it before.
12: Awesome. Well, that is where a lot of those songs came from that everyone covered for the tribute. Um, I that's my suggestion to you. But if you want any takeaway from me, I suggest dive into Cross Canadian Ragweed. It's incredible. Um, that was uh, yeah. Cody wrote a ton of those songs and. They really laid the groundwork for a lot of the artists that are out there today. You know, like obviously Ko Wetzel, he has a song, he misses ragweed. Like he is such an inspiration to a lot of artists, including me. So it was, I was freaking out big time when I got to be a part of that tribute. And now uh, I can actually say he and I are really good friends. And uh, I still have to pinch myself sometimes because I never thought in a million years, he's one of my heroes. Thought it was really cool. Yeah,
3: that's that's like a very, very surreal moment too. And when you meet somebody like that, or when, uh, then you, then you get the opportunity to, to work with them. Uh, I can't imagine how surreal that is.
12: Oh yeah. It's, it's been surreal ever since I um, started uh, doing this stuff with sequestered songwriters. I've got to make friends with a lot of my heroes and it's been unreal (laughs)
3: <laughs> yes indeed of course o- over time that uh feeling of unreal you realize it's uh, it's real after a while once uh, once you get get used to it a lot more especially like when i am a huge uh mma ufc fan and and uh when i i remember when i f- first time i got to meet one of the one of the fighters the first one was tito ortiz i couldn't i couldn't believe i was standing in front of him you know you know oh that's awesome then, then when I moved to Vegas and uh, attended a lot more uh, a, a lot more events and things like that, it was something I en- ended up getting used to. So,
12: oh yeah, I bet yeah. so. I've met Mike Tyson in Vegas randomly at a restaurant. You just never know who you're
3: going to run into. <laughs> oh man, you you got to meet Tyson, and you still have your ears.
12: Yes, and hilariously enough, I said that to him as I was asking him for a picture. It was my 21st birthday, and we went there. Of course, you have to go for your 21st. Now you can finally gamble, and um, that was like right around the, the time when, okay, I'm going to give away my age here, but like whenever, um, oh, what was that movie called? I can't even think of it right now. Um Oh, the hangover. hangover. Whatever that was. I mean it was it was already out for a while, but it was still very quotable and still a favorite of many people. And so meeting Mike Tyson in Vegas and that was like the part of the plot of the movie, and it was hilarious. I thought it was the coolest thing and I went and asked him for a picture and I was just like I was like, Please don't hit me, I just want a picture and he was very, very, very nice. And I still have that picture and I still throw it up every time I get one of those little notifications like here's your picture from you
3: know, eight years ago, six years ago, whatever it was. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't get the opportunity to meet Tyson when I lived out there, unfortunately, but uh, got I think uh, one of the craziest uh, moments though, is that I had to work security at uh, this mall that's right on the strip. And uh, uh, somebody walked in. Uh, I didn't, Recognize who he was because he he covered half of his face. Turned out to be Kenny Chesney.
12: Oh,
6: nice! Yeah,
3: yeah. I I had no idea because he covered up half of his face until one of the employees at the store said something to me.
12: <laughs> oh, that's so cool!
3: Yeah. Then of course, I mean obvious people like Carrot Top came in and can't mistake him. If, I don't know for his bright red hair or his those uh, so, yeah you can't. It- his guns that he, that he has now. So
12: yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You can spot him for sure.
3: Yes. But, uh, so as, as far as your agenda goes, uh, what's, what's next for you? Obviously you're going to release the single. Do you have any upcoming gigs or what's, what's going on now?
12: Yeah, I do have some stuff in 2021. Like I said, being, I'm laying low, for the rest of the year to be with my family. Um, but yeah, we're going to start off strong in January and we're play some shows here and there. Um, and then just kind of working around the releases, hope to hope to God that everyone can, you know, get their vaccines or whatever it is that they want to do and COVID gets better and, uh, we can slowly start going back to normal life.
3: Yeah, we, we need to do that. We, we, we just need to do that because, uh, you know, I mean, things that I've, I've read, um, articles that I've came across and it, that I really just don't, don't want to mention the details of, but, uh, I guess if you ever read The Shining or watch The Shining by Stephen King, uh, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to end up like that with ca- cabin fever like that. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I see it, I see it on both
12: ends. I'd First and foremost, just want to keep everybody safe that I love. And, um, but, yeah, I, I get it, too. We also need to live. And I'm just really hoping that uh, now the vaccines are finally here, things will start moving in a positive direction.
3: And I believe they will, too. I mean, yeah. Some, I think so, too. Some people say oh, it's going to get worse before it gets better, but that's not always the case, and I never look at it that way. So.
12: Yeah, and I mean, technically, in two, like maybe it already has gotten to the worst, so now we're just on the up and up. Like that's what I'm hoping, I'm trying to stay as positive as I can and optimistic about it.
3: Yes, yes, indeed. Oh, but uh, too bad you couldn't put on some kind of like Christmas uh, show this year, huh?
12: I know. I really wish I could have, and I'm also bummed because I've always wanted to go to uh, Shane Smith's ugly Christmas sweater like those that three-day run that he has at all the rustic down here in Texas and um one of them was last night in, near where I live in San Antonio and I was just so bummed because I just love seeing them live and but it was just one of those things like hey man I gotta I gotta weigh my options here I really want to be with my family and there will always be other shows and other ugly Christmas sweater parties so hopefully we can do it real big next year
3: yes you know I, maybe I, I, should, I should go ahead and mention this because uh, my wife and I were talking about how she uh, thinks she wants to get out of here, and uh, she's originally from El Paso, and uh, she, I, I really don't want to move to that area, but she asked me how about San Antonio, and I said San Antonio, San Marcos area, that doesn't sound too bad to me, so it's something we are considering.
12: Awesome, yeah, I highly recommend it. It's a really cool area to live in. You get kind of the best of both worlds. You're right in the middle. So you can get hill country. You can drive south to the coast in like three hours. Um, yeah, you, you get a little bit of everything. It's cool.
3: <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, I've been I've been through Texas, but but not that part of it. I mean, taking the drive from uh, uh, Texarkana all the way to El Paso that's that took forever. <laughs>
12: Yes, this is the state that takes the longest to drive out of or through when you're going somewhere. So and that is, that is the only negative thing about living in Texas. And you, you also start gaining a lot of pride for living in Texas when you do live here. So <laughs> heads up.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, my, my future employers in Dallas. So, yeah, I, I see a lot of opportunity there for, for me. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, you
12: love it there too. I can't really say a bad thing about any part of, of Texas at all.
3: I mean, I, I'm my family's out here and that, that's that's the the hard part about it is that this is where my family is but uh you know, also I I don't I've moved away from my family before but uh just discovering who my uh that I have the, my sister now that that's going to be the tough part because uh, you know, we're we're still getting to know each other and getting getting her to uh, know the rest of the family as well so but yeah well
12: thank goodness that we do i mean social media is a blessing and a curse but in this instance thank goodness for that right we can all stay in touch we have zoom yeah. like what we're on right now we have so many capabilities for us to stay in touch with each other and i think again that's what's gotten through that's what's gotten us through this year um, and then that's what get people through when they have to make those decisions and move, you know, across the country or wherever it be. So we're, we're very lucky. We live in an age of technology that we do.
3: Yes. Yes. So uh, in the meantime, Gordy's working his hardest uh, to, to put the next highway 30 together. And from what I understand, you have an invitation to come back. I sure do. And I have the, Saturday slot so I'm real excited <laughs> yeah this time he, I think he said it's going to be four days this go around yeah
12: four days long I think it's
3: um, Wednesday, Thursday Friday, Saturday yeah see Gordy's not afraid to uh, push those limits to uh, really try to make an impression on the artists and on the crowd I mean he, he is a class act and I, I got nothing but good things to say about him myself
12: Oh, yeah, same here. They they support the artists, a lot of the Texas artists, too, which I'm grateful for. And they just really love to bring that to their hometown and their people. And, and they all get to share in it. And it's the most family-friendly, awesome festival. I've enjoyed going there every year so much. So I'm looking forward to it again this year.
3: Yes, yes, I'm um... I'm hoping uh, Gordy has me back, too, so I can uh, record some more interviews. And I've actually uh, invited my sister, who I can't stop talking about, uh, to... Uh, That's
12: okay. What's
3: that? <laughs> I said, That's okay.
12: You're excited.
3: Yeah. Well, I I have invited her to uh, join me and, and help me out, If which I I have no doubt Gordy's going to let me... Uh, run my booth again and I've asked my sister to help me out. So
12: that'll be such a cool thing to do together.
3: Yes, indeed. (laughs) You'll have a
12: ton of artists to interview too. It'll be really cool.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna have my work cut out for me. That much I know.
12: (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Not a bad thing though.
3: Yes, yes. And um, I believe uh, that go around too, I'm actually going to have more, I'm going to have more sponsors too, since uh, I've just uh, cut a deal with uh, cranked up coffee. And uh, yeah, if, if I can get away with it, I'm going to be uh, giving away free coffee at my booth and whoever likes the coffee and wants to buy a bag can do so from me.
12: Awesome. Well, you can probably put me down for that. I love me some coffee.
3: I'm not a coffee drinker, though, but I I, I don't mind giving it to the public.
12: (laughs) Oh, I love it. I am a huge coffee drinker, so yeah.
3: Save me one. (laughs) Yes, indeed. (laughs) Yes. So we know we we got Highway 30 coming up for you in this next June. Um, Yeah. um, As far as as other gigs, though, um, it's... uh, is that kind of up in the air? Or?
12: No, there's uh, definitely some stuff in the works right now. I'll be probably heading to Oklahoma at the end of January. A um, couple, couple of different things in the works, for sure. And I'm also getting married sometime this year, so I'm going to be trying to work two different schedules <laughs> with Congra- that. So
3: Congratulations.
12: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yes. we got engaged uh, in April.
3: No, nice. so I just
12: kind of wanted to wait. I wanted to wait all this stuff out because I want my friends and family to come and be comfortable. So I'm, we still don't, even, still don't even know where we're going to do it or anything, but it's okay. We're just enjoying it, and it's, it's going to be great either way.
3: Yes. Yes, indeed. I hate to say it. We are just about out of time, but uh, I, I have one more question for you. Sure. So... Let's say a group of kids ages 15 to early 20s tell you that uh, they want to break into the music business. They want to start a band. What advice do you think you'd give them?
12: I would say absolutely do it and uh, get out there and make those connections. You, it's just one of those things, man. You have to show up at venues. You have to talk to the owners or the, the person, even the person playing. That's kind of how I got into it. I would shove at these venues, talk to the artists playing, figure out who books these, who books them, you know, at that venue and talk to that person, get, get in contact with them, build relationships. Um, you really got to grind on that side of things and put yourself out there and, um, you know, just in, in network with other artists too. So you know, if they're on a break at a venue, you get your opportunity to ask them to get up there and play a couple songs. Just that way, the venue can see what what uh, you're capable of. Um, now is the time to do it, and it's and you and you obviously have all of these social platforms too. So utilize those to your best abilities. Like YouTube, please put put the stuff out. TikTok, it's Instagram, whatever it is. Uh, connect with all of your followers and, and keep putting out con like music content and just don't give up. It gets really tough, but if you love it, do not give up and just keep going.
3: (laughs) Yes, indeed. Of course, uh, I remember, I just remembered too, is uh, I remember uh, somebody else I asked that question to, and uh, his, his first reply was don't be afraid to suck because you're going to, when you start.
12: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Those are great words too.
3: Yes. All right. Well, that's all the questions I have for you. I want to, Thank you very much for joining the show, and I want, I want to wish you the merriest of Christmases. Um, we're going to hit a, hit a five-song set where I'm going to play three more of your songs, but uh, before I get to that, um, I want to give you an opportunity to give yourself a plug. Tell the listeners where they can find you on social media. You got a website out there, uh, Reverb Nation, iTunes, Spotify, and all that good stuff
12: absolutely all right so first of all thank you billy for having me i really appreciate it and hope you have a merry christmas too
3: absolutely Uh, you
12: can find all of my information on my website at jade marie com. my socials are jade marie and you can find all of my music and including my newest single dancing with the devil anywhere you download or stream music
3: all right yes indeed Well, again, thank you so much. God bless. And again, Merry Christmas.
12: Thank you so much. And same to you.
3: All right. Take care.
12: You too.
3: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Jade Marie Patek. Yes, it was awesome talking to her. We're going to hit our music set. Got three more songs by Jade Marie. We're also got uh, Ronnie James Dio and Run DMC into the mix. Normally, I don't play uh, music from mainstream artists like that, but uh, I don't have a lot of Christmas music that uh, I think is worth playing as much, so i to got to throw that in the mix. When I come back, I've got, I've got the Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week, and this one's a real dandy. I'll tell you about You'll hear about that. And plus, I'll uh, be hearing from my good buddy Stan Payne out of Chicago. So with that said, I'll be back after this.
0: This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, do you kiss your girlfriend with that (laughs) mouth?
5: The power caught my heart, and it was His love that set me free. Come along. I couldn't see The time of my revival Brought me to my knees What always once was lost Has now been found It's time to spread these wings And get my feet off the ground I've come a long way
13: to summon Santa. Who does the what now? I want to know if there really is a Santa. So I'm going to cast a spell to get his spirit to arrive here. Dude, do you really want to fuck with Santa? I mean, seriously. The guy is like 400 pounds and I'm sure he can crush your head with an ass cheek. Silence! Oh, northern man of reindeer flights, heed me now this winter's night. From northern lands to southern ground, appear before us right here and now. Where the hell am
2: I? Um, you're not Santa. Well, no shit. I'm a fucking elf. Hey! He's almost as short as I am! Shut up! Santa is still pissed at you for that nut choosing incident in the park a few years ago. Shh! Jesus never held a grudge like this. Can I get the fuck out of here now? I'm an elf and I need to work on some toys, so spoiled brats like you have something to play with for five minutes come Christmas morn. What's it like working in a toy factory? Oh, it's fucking horrible. Long hours, low pay, no medical benefits, and I think there's asbestos in the vending machine. What? No union? Yeah, right. Most of the elf jobs are going to China. Since they're cheaper, more productive, and roughly the same size, Santa seems to think that dealing abroad would increase profit margin. I don't believe Santa is that cold-hearted. Believe it, lady. And it's all because you fucking bastards commercialized the hell out of Christmas. Back in the day, if you got a wooden toy train, everything was great. Now, if you don't get the latest cell phone, your world falls apart. Now Santa is building fucking video game systems out of toasters for some extra scratch. I hope you're happy. You think you could ask Santa to bring me a new spell book? What did I just say? Greedy, greedy, greedy. Send this bastard back north, will ya? His overwhelming jolliness is making me all teary-eyed. Let's see. Ah, Elpharsism.
13: Page 892. Oh, hurry up. Elf in home, be not alone. We send you back to your land of gnomes. Go back to work on merry toys for happy children, both girls and boys. You know, for an elf, he wasn't too jolly. Hey, you work on that many toys and, you know, something's got to snap.
1: Let nothing you dismay Remember Christ the Savior Was born on Christmas Day To save us all from Satan's power When we were gone astray Oh, the comfort and joy Comfort and joy, oh, Now the same
7: is no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your Hunter Athletic Gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, Hunter Athletic Gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection. And speed, battle after battle. Hunter Athletic Gear is the brand celebrating your victory. Hunter Athletic Gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies, including compression pants, fight shorts, hoodies, vests, caps, and bikinis. They can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business. Visit their website at huntermma.co.za.
8: Gear up and let's train. What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control take back your voice. Take back our media, but most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour uninterrupted and uncensored information. Join our CTM family today. Join the movement. Join the fight for freedom and independence. Caravan to Midnight is media for the people by the people independent of commercial obligations or influence for less than a cup of coffee per month you can make a difference let the people fund the next news network help us grow help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first join the family at caravan to midnight.com if you love music that knows no
7: boundaries, then check out The Drive Home with Derek Stark. He plays two hours of country, rock, and hip hop. For more information, including a list of affiliate stations that air The Drive Home with Derek Stark, like and check the Facebook page by going to facebook.com forward slash ABS The Drive Home. You can also follow at Derek Stark on Twitter. The Drive Home with Derek Stark. It's music that knows no boundaries. That means anything goes. One interesting, unpredictable ride. The Drive Home with Derek Stark. Hop aboard via one of the fine affiliate stations, part of the Drive Home Convoy. Some material may be unsuitable for children under 18.
4: Mary Jane CBD and Vape Shop, the only CBD dispensary in the city. We have CBD oil, CBD flour, CBD pre-rolls, and CBD-infused hot beverages at your service. We do not have any THC in our CBD products. Stop on in at 302 West Victory Drive, Savannah, Georgia. Use CBD 420 to get a 20% discount at the store. Mary Jane CBD and Vape Shop, again at 302 West Victory Drive. Yo, baby, you've your ass who licked by Fat Man in an Overcoat?
6: Fuck the shit, fuck the fucking shit,
0: fuck shit. You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. Fuck shit,
6: fuck shit. Shit,
3: fuck. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take your shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic. Gear Up, Let's Train, and USAC, the United South Africa Coalition. Go to USEC.center for more information. However, I do believe that website is under construction again, so they're working on something. Anyway, the songs you just heard, you just heard Jade Marie Patek with Oh Holy Night. Before that, Run DMC with Christmas in Hollis. Before that, Jade Marie Patek with Loves to Blame. Prior to that... Ronnie James Dio with his rendition of God rest ye merry gentlemen. And starting off the whole set, Jade Marie Patek with Flybird. And once again, I want to thank Jade Marie Patek for joining the show and it was awesome talking to her. Yes, indeed. Look forward to seeing her at highway 30 coming in June. All right. With that said, uh, coming up, I've got, uh, I'm going to, Play the recorded interview that I had with uh, Stan Payne. Of um, he's he works the wrestling circuit in uh, Chicago. But before I get to that, I've got to reveal the
1: Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week,
3: ladies and gentlemen. The Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week this week is a man that I've known of for the past 10 years uh, on chat systems. He goes by the name of Raven. He's from Buffalo, New York. And as I stated before, these stupid masks do nothing for this COVID-19. But uh, And I'm against wearing them, especially since uh, there was a four-year-old kid who uh, got really sick with a respiratory infection and the doctors at the emergency room were getting ready to diagnose him with COVID until his real pe- pediatrician came in, did some real work and found out that, uh, he was basically choking on the bacteria, breathing in and out through his mask and wearing it too much, but you can't con- convince Raven of that. Cause Raven's a fucking idiot. And this is what he had to say to me.
11: Well, bad Billy, if that's what you feel, you know what? Take your fucking mask off and breathe in the air, and I hope you I and mean, if your family is in with it with you, it's like you know, they flock together. Fucking, I hope all you motherfuckers get corona and fucking suffer. I really and truly do. I hope all you and your family get corona and suffer. You don't want a mask? Don't wear a mask. When you're sitting in the hospital, you and your loved ones are hooked to a respirator and you're dying, hee hee ha ha. Fuck you. Just don't come breathing by me, motherfucker. You know, I'm not saying I don't wanna ever meet you, but don't come breathing by me. Second of all, you don't wanna take the, 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 the vaccine. A lot of people don't wanna take the vaccine. But don't act like, you know, the vaccine came out on your boy's watch. Donald J. Trump, that's who's taking the credit for it. Right or wrong. And the point about, oh, he's not my president. Well, you know what? People said that about, um, people said that when Trump was in office. People said that when Obama was in office. You well, know, that's the way you feel. That's the way you feel. And, and no one's taking your gun away. Just try not to leave it loaded uh, around the family. so let it shoot yourself in the foot. And, you know, basically, like I said, take the mask off and die, motherfucker. That's of Easter, bitch.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm not your god, I'm a dumb fuck and I hate the entire world equally because I have a big fat ass and my bald headed hood rat of a wife has a pussy the size of Jupiter it's
9: Raven from Buffalo, New York
3: (laughs) that last bit was done by an old friend of mine by the name of Viper who never, never liked Raven at all (laughs) uh, Raven's an insignificant fuck that uh, I have given way too much attention to So, with that said, it's time to go to the interview with Stan Payne. This is Outlaw Radio Combat Sports Discussion.
11: Boxing.
1: It will be scored as a knockout. It's all over. We've got a brand new
14: heavyweight champion of the world,
11: Mike Tyson. Kickboxing. Kickboxing.
15: Martial arts.
4: Professional wrestling. And
16: apparently, Hell in a Cell match is officially underway.
11: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time
16: for Outlaw Radio
4: Combat Sports Discussion. Knuckle up and throw down.
3: All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio Combat Sports Discussion on, of course, the 2020 Christmas special. I have a gentleman on the line with me that uh, I used to correspond with a little bit uh, back when I first started the Octagon, and it got changed, of course, to the Badlands Combat Sports Radio Show, but uh, yeah... uh, I used to uh, advertise for him. He used to advertise for me. Uh, his reports mainly focused around pro wrestling, but some MMA. I want to welcome Stan Payne to the show. Stan, how, Brother, you doing? how
9: are you doing? Oh, I'm doing splendid and superb now that I'm talking to you. Bad Billy.
3: Yes, yes. You know, we, we've never talked in person. It's always been corresponding over messages in the past
9: strange isn't that it's like we've known each other for an entire lifetime but it's been a long distance relationship hasn't it
3: Through voicemail <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess that's a good way of putting it.
9: a <laughs> our way of putting it but in these modern times uh, who knows
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know too is i gotta say is uh you know, what always impressed me about uh, your uh, wrestling report, too, is, I mean, you yeah, Domin- had Dominic Valente, who did a good, he, he did a good report, you know, and you had other people that uh, did good reports, too. But you, on the other hand, actually did it like a wrestler, kicking it into character and doing different voices and making it that much more interesting.
9: Yeah, basically, Bad Billy, let me tell you something, that was my gimmick, throughout my years in wrestling as Stan Payne, you know, um, originally I wanted, when I was breaking into wrestling, uh, well, basically the gimmick was a paranoid schizophrenic who would hear voices, but because that condition is real and a lot of people suffer from it, it wasn't like I was trying to make light of it, so I never actually referred to the character as being a paranoid schizophrenic, but what I did was I would... Uh, act, maybe not act totally like one, but I would just oh man, I hear voices, stuff like that you know, <laughs> uh, you know, I would just break into the character at different times and uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much uh, I was doing character, I was doing a lot of character uh, voices that I was going to get into, like Barney the lovable dinosaur, but even though I wasn't the real Barney <laughs> but, you, you know, I would imitate voices and stuff like that but basically I got a lot of practice with uh, telemarketers and trying to get rid of them. <laughs> and you could imagine the stuff they heard from Barney, among other characters. <laughs> oh man, but that basically, I used the hotline to promote any of the wrestling ventures that I had done because I had been basically, I've done everything from wrestling, from uh, being a DJ. Uh, sound guy, to being a referee, to being a manager, to being a wrestler manager, to being a booker, and uh, I co-promoted a few shows, wasn't very successful at that, and I was better at booking, and uh, since 2011 I've been the color commentator for Chicago Style Wrestling, and I've got a show on January 9th for Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme, Uh, and we basically operate out of Illinois, that's basically the chicagoland area powerhouse wrestling extreme is southwest of chicago in the center uh, central area of illinois but chicago style wrestling is the entire chicagoland area And not a commentator there with uh the lead commentator steve kenton the articulator and he's got a youtube channel articulator sk uh, if you go to youtube you'll see a lot of my commentary uh with him it's his youtube channel i've pretty much relegated myself to limiting my role in professional wrestling on the independent circuit, because, well, being two feet tall, well, okay, I'm actually like five. I used to be five four, but with age, I think I'm like about five one and a half or something like that. You know, and, you know, being a short guy, I wasn't gonna be anything major in the sport anyway. So you know, I pretty much curtailed my activities. Well, in reference to all that.
3: Unless your name is Ray Mysterio. (laughs)
9: Oh, yeah, but that guy, man, that guy flies around. That guy's a legend. He's such a rare exception. (laughs) You know, those Lucha Libre guys, man, those Luchadores, man, man, those technicals, rudos, all that ability, it takes a lot of hard work. I just couldn't do that stuff, man. Oh, man.
3: (laughs) No, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, that I mean that, that that was just brilliant back in the day how you how uh, you'd put it together. I remember too one of the I, I remember there was an impression of uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage, but another one that just cracked me completely up. The first one I heard was um, you. I mean, you were uh, kind of like uh, laughing like those hyenas on the uh, on the Lion King, but it was kind of I think some kind of scary clown uh, act or something.
9: Oh. That was actually my old tag team partner doing Mr. Happy. It was, it, but people thought that that was me the whole time because he started wanting to keep a low profile so his wife wouldn't find out he was on the hotlines. And, uh, and he got involved in wrestling. She got mad. Well, he, he, he was my original tag team partner. When we were kids, me, him, and a couple other guys, we got into wrestling in the mid-'80s. Uh, we basically would lurk around the independent circuit and, in, uh, the outside of the arenas and stuff and small venues and Terry, the hammer Shoal had the original Chicagoland area wrestling company. It was pro wrestling international. Terry, the hammer Shoal was the champion. We didn't know that he was the promoter, but we learned as we got into the business, well, we started doing ring crew. He led us in the backstage area. Uh, We would do promotional work hanging posters around, you know, the Chicagoland area. The northwest side of Chicago, basically, for us. That's where we grew up, the Jefferson Park area. And this guy, you know, he would teach us the basics. We'd set up the ring and everything. And then there was another guy, Curly Rich, uh, Jimmy Fontaine. There was uh, the zebra kid who was his partner. Uh, They would show us the basics, teach us flatback bumps eventually as we got older. So, of course, we would record this stuff with a camcorder. One of my buddies had a camcorder. And we, you know, would find out the various addresses to world-class championship wrestling. The NWA based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, with uh, Francis Crockett. Poor Francis Crockett, the sister of David Crockett, Jackie Crockett, and the promoter Jim Crockett Jr. I didn't know that was her all that time as a kid. I was, like, asking her, hey, uh, calling up Weekly almost asking her, Hey, did you get the tapes? Did you get the tapes? You know, it, you know. and she would tell us that uh, well, she would ask somebody in the corner. We didn't know who it was, but she said, Yeah, they've been placed in the circular file. We kept hearing some guys saying, Yeah, them they've been placed in the circular file. And little did we know that was Dusty Rhodes placing them in the circular file. And Bad <laughs> Billy, you know what the circular file is?
3: Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it before. In fact, I've I've <laughs> seen some of it. You know, which I'll get into in a, in just a little bit. But go on.
9: Oh man, but we were kids. They weren't going to hire kids, so they kept telling us go to college, get an education, call us back. You know, uh, the closest we came. To these major companies, was uh, doing ring crew for the AWA uh, for Super Clash Three at the UIC Pavilion uh, back in 1988, and uh, up in Vern Gagne, we were passing out freebies. Uh, they're like these tickets, complimentary tickets, for free admission, basically, uh, at our schools that we went to, and putting up posters and everything. And we were backstage at the UIC Pavilion. We were there when Kerry cut himself with the blade. Uh, on his armpit and everything, and we were the guys because uh, Vergania started freaking out on Eric Embry, who was the booker for World Class Championship Wrestling. It was a co-promotional event between the AWA and World Class. He's freaking out on Eric Embry. Do something, Eric. Do something. And Eric's like, well, "What do you want me to do?" So he sent carrie to the ring and said, "Yeah, you're on your way to the ring. You're in Chicago, and some people cut you on the, on the arm on the way to the ring. That's what we're gonna use as an excuse that this is what happened."
6: So we're sitting there
9: backstage talking to Frank Dusik. We're like, dude, when we become wrestlers and everything, we could be the guys, you know, we could be the guys that cut him on the arm and everything because we want to wrestle his heels and everything like that. And, you know, we were still too young. You know, they were, they were like, you know, hey, okay, that's a good idea. We kept in contact with Frank Dusik. But the main thing I wanted to bring up is we had no idea what was going on. All these companies were going out of business. Vince McMahon's national expansion, was putting all these companies out of business. And by the time we finally broke in, we got a tryout with Windy City Wrestling. And that was in 1991. I was still a teenager. I was 17 years old. It was July of 1991. And I wrestled Rick Vicious, who was the guy who was the aforementioned Mr. Happy eventually. Um, I wanted to do a character. I was wearing like these Hawaiian shorts. (laughs) <laughs> and I wanted to wrestle barefoot, like Kevin Von Erich. So I wanted to call myself California Ooga Booga and have a Kamala gimmick, but I'm a white guy, you know? And people, the, the promoters, they're like, nah, you're doing a tryout. Nobody's good. We're not going to invest in a character. The character doesn't make sense. Because the character, I don't know if you've ever seen a movie back in the 80s called Emerald Forest.
3: I've it's heard about of it. A, You've heard of it? Yeah, I've heard of it, but I never watched it.
9: Powers Booth was the uh, main actor, and he was basically uh, trying to, he was a wealthy businessman, and it was about the companies destroying the South American rainforest. He was part of these companies, uh, and he went to visit some rainforest in the Amazon, and his son got lost and it was time to go back they put a search party out he got lost in the amazon rainforest he kept coming back there to look for his son but it was a lost cause meanwhile the son was raised by these ooga boogas in the amazon rainforest and he was one of them long story short he met his father uh because the, uh they were going to tear down the section where his tribe was located at the sun the son and the father came face to face and the father was freaked out. He's like, Oh my God, it's my son. After all these years, and now they're going to destroy his homeland and everything. So then the father turned face wrestling terminology He turned to a good guy helping his son. And he was reconciled with the fact that his son was one of these Ooga Boogas
8: and they lived happily ever
9: after. And so basically I was just going to be California Ooga Booga because I did not like California. There's something about me with California the excesses of Hollywood and stuff like that, you know. In California, to be quite honest, especially the northern part, you keep hearing about it's one of the most beautiful places in the world. So I don't know why I would sit there and have this predisposition in my head against California. Why would anybody have anything against California? I mean, they filmed Knight Rider there.
3: Well, uh, there's there's a lot of reason now. I mean, I don't really want to get political or anything, but there's a lot of reason to hate oh. California now, oh. and especially in...
9: Oh, I believe it.
3: In, in, since in, I believe it. Uh, I'll just say this really quick. Uh, to give you more reason to hate California, don't go to San Francisco because the homeless people are allowed to shit on the sidewalk.
9: That's defecating for those of you who might not know what that is. They <laughs> defecate. Well, you know why. I mean, any, well, you know which cities and which political affiliations run these cities to the ground.
11: No, oh, yeah. I mean, it would happen
9: with anybody. I mean, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. So it's not that you know, there's many good people who are on both sides of the fence, on all three sides of the fence, for however many views you got and everything. There's a lot of good people, but the people in charge, they manipulate, and we have uh, me personally, I have a problem with militant socialism, being a Polish guy, uh, my parents were Polish immigrants, and you know we had to send food packages to Poland, toilet paper and boxes every month to our relatives, just like every other Polish family because you just don't have enough when the government takes control over everything and you have no free market enterprise. Mm-hmm. and which results in
6: well,
9: California people defecating or shitting.
3: In the
6: streets.
9: Yeah.
3: I can't yeah. believe it. Yeah, you and I are definitely uh, in agreement there when it comes to uh, socialism, which trickles down to the ultimate communism, but uh, I really don't want to go there now. Yeah. <laughs> but- because socialism
9: on paper is the greatest thing since sliced bread. On paper, it would be perfect, but the problem is you're giving power to human beings, and you cannot trust human beings. Bad Billy... I trust you, you trust me, or as Barney would say, we're a happy family, but you can't trust each other to the point where you just, you know what, I'm going to put my faith in you blindly, I'm just going to trust you with my car keys, or, or maybe my car keys, but surely not our wives and stuff like that, our lives, our livelihood, you know, there's certain things you've you yeah. got to keep sacred to yourself. And yeah. when you give the government trust, all your trust, all your faith, and then you give them the keys to your whole life, to every aspect of your life. Of
6: course,
9: these are people you don't even know. It's one thing, it's like you and me, or some of our listeners right now, your listeners and people who are listening right now. You know, a lot of them are good people, but they, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And they just don't want to understand it.
3: Well, I, I'm just going to give you one scenario, really quick, Stan. Before we move on, and get back to wrestling. Um, yep. This is something something I said before, um, you know. And uh, this is this is for the uh, mainly. I started it with the because I'm so heavily involved with the uh, South African politics and the way because you look at South Africa right now. Uh, be watch it really closely because if something's not done, you're looking at the future of America. So you have the effort Af- oh, totally. You have the African National Congress, that's that's uh, the party of Nelson Mandela, mind you. They offer you dog shit sprinkled with huh. cinnamon and sugar and whipped cream. Then you have But the, they
9: focus on the whipped cream and yeah. sugar and all the good stuff, uh-huh. Not but, focusing on the fact that it's shit.
3: Dog shit. Exactly. Exact. So then you have A rival political communist party called the Economic Freedom Fighters. They're offering you dog shit with chocolate sauce poured all over it. So if you're that stupid. You can't even tell the difference. Go ahead, take a bite. What's it going to take for you to realize it's still a pile of dog shit?
6: Yeah,
9: and people don't want to realize. They eat it willingly here in the United States. They know this. They have people like you. And me telling them, they have. Even if they don't want to listen to us, they have so many other people telling them. But even if they don't want to listen to them, you have these other countries as proof. Venezuela. Oh yeah. The Soviet <laughs> Union. Venezuela was one of the richest countries in the world.
3: Oh, now and look a, what happened. In the words it of Donald Trump, shit-hole. it's a it's a third world shithole, is what it is.
9: Yeah, and that's exactly what they want to do here. You know, back in the 90s, you know, you and me, we would hear about these conspiracy theories. Remember when they were talking about conspiracy theories that they were going to, the Democratic Party uh, had people in it that was going to try to precipitate race wars and stuff here in the U.S.? And we were laughing our asses off. We're like, <laughs> oh, you're yeah, right. How are you going to have a race war? We make fun of racists. Uh... We made fun of racists. And look what happened. Look where we are at now.
3: Uh, yeah, it's we oh have place
9: shit. wars.
3: <laughs> you know, it's, uh, definitely. I want to get back to wrestling. You know, I Stan. I want. I just want to tell you. But um, when I lived in uh, Reno, Nevada, of course, yes. uh, That's when I was uh, still pursuing my dreams to become a fighter. Back then, and I was, and I had participated in like uh, not necessarily tough man contests, but competitions like the tough man contest where you wear 16 ounce gloves headgear one minute rounds you know I did, I did some of that oh
6: yeah um, oh
3: yeah and so you know and I trained at a local gym in Reno called ironworks boxing but Yes. and I went in and I, I signed up and I did not realize there's a pro wrestling school within this boxing gym and I thought oh this is neat you know because they got the boxing ring on one side a bunch of weights and cardio in the middle of the gym and the wrestling school on the other so it
9: would have been fantastic
3: yeah and one guy who signed up uh, um he, he he only had to pay a small fee for his phone. First time to see, because they want, of course, they're going to test him and see how much he could handle. Then if he's really interested in joining, that's when he's got to, he's got to pay the full dues. So what yes. do they, what do they do? I mean, they put him through hell to the point where, you know, they test his cardio to see where he's at until he's exhausted. Then they, uh, then they put him in the ring and uh, they take the tape off of the ropes in certain areas. And he's got to bounce off those ropes, well, off of his back at right on that raw part there, right off the and rope. You're not
9: used to it. Yeah. You're not used to it if you're doing it for the first few times. It takes a <laughs> lot of practice for your body to get acclimated to that.
3: And not only that, but he was—it was raw rope. It wasn't—it wasn't covered with anything. So of course he's got these—he's got a rope burn across his back. From uh, bouncing off these ropes, and then the final test to really oh. test his toughness, he had to stand in the ring in the corner of the ring, and everybody got in line to chop him on this very same spot on his chest every time. And the son of a oh, bitch was man. purple by the time it was over. I was like, "Holy man. shit!"
14: You know what, Bad Billy, I, I I uh I
9: walked out. I uh I had a guy. Who was a wrestler by the name of Johnny Mercedes, and he was part of Sam Desero's Windy City Wrestling. You know, I had, uh, you know, I wasn't gonna get anywhere because I was a kid, but we had our tryout with Windy City Wrestling because they had some kind of fan event and they had some kind of guy from Memphis or the WWA territory in Indianapolis, something like that. Oh yeah, that's There's a guy called Johnny Cougar.
3: That's um, wrestling territory right there, big time.
9: Yeah, that was one of the. Biggest territories back in the day. Well, Johnny Cougar really looked like Huey Lewis from Huey Lewis in the News, but he thought he looked like John Cougar Mellencamp, but okay, who's going to fight with him, you know? But we all were uh, competing in matches, well, performing, and there were judges who were other promoters at this convention, and they were going to decide whoever was going to win the tryouts was going to wrestle John Cougar. On the main card later that evening. Well, needless to say, myself and Rick Vicious, they wouldn't let me be California Ooga Booga, so I was Stan Payne. I just, that was my childhood name from the streets. And I put my partner over, and uh, we didn't get picked, but we were offered, uh, not contracts, but we were offered an opportunity to sign up with Windy City Wrestling and train with them. And it's something that I, Wish I could have did, but I just didn't have the money. You brought up paying dues. and You got to pay dues in wrestling. And at the time being 17, I could have got a part-time job and everything, but my family wasn't supportive. And I got out of wrestling for many years. I went into the window, door, and siding uh, sales, home improvement sales for many years, and also the valley parking and traffic control industry before finally returning to a school called PCW uh, I didn't gel too well with the people there, but Sonny Rogers was the guy. He was one of the people who was one of my mentors in Windy City Wrestling uh, when I was you know, dabbling there. Johnny Mercedes had a key to the facility, and which led up to the tryout. I, uh, I'm going to back up for a second, back to 1991 prior to the tryout. He had a key to the facility, and he would train people aside from the hours that they had regular training at the Windy City Wrestling Gym on Irving Park Road on the north side of Chicago. So we would squeeze in, in, getting ring time with people like Larry Cameron, uh, Sean M. Tracy and the Turbos, uh, showing us stuff, mostly Johnny Mercedes. He filmed that first match I had the tryout, uh, or part of it. He had a friend of his uh, He lent him his camera or something, and uh, you you could see him in the video sitting there, but it was his friend wiggling the camera around, so it wasn't a really good. The footage isn't really good, but it's there. But fast forward to 2001, Sonny Rogers is in charge of a school called PCW. Wonderful people, great group of people, but there were some people there that I did not get along with. But instead of making a big issue out of it, I decided to travel, you know, I had become a manager at that point at by various jobs. I had a car, I was older. I traveled to Indiana for a company called IUWA, the Independent Urban Wrestling Alliance. And uh, Ivan was the promoter there, uh, whose uh, ring name was Chi-Town T. He then uh, took over my training, continued my training, finished my training. I trained with Joey Raw. Uh, Lexi and Loki, and basically became a DJ. I started off as a DJ, then I was a referee for IUWA, and then I was a manager and then a wrestler manager before becoming a booker, having more input in the storylines. But we didn't train people like they did at that uh, wrestling division over at Ironworks Boxing in Reno, Nevada. Well, you know that, That's pretty brutal to sit there and... Uh, a guy like
6: that. That's
9: you know. Uh, what was your experience with them? Did they? I'm sure they didn't try to pull that with you. Well, no. Had MMA experience.
3: Well, no, no. I, 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 didn't have an interest in going into wrestling at the time, so I didn't sign up for the school. But uh, I can, uh-huh. I can tell you though is, uh, uh, one guy I got to meet and I, I, uh, I interviewed him on on the show uh, here for my uh, my third year. Or my, excuse me, my fourth year anniversary show, and that uh, was a an ECW veteran, WCW veteran by the name of Mister Mustafa, who was New Jack's uh, tag team partner, one of the original, yeah. yeah, you know the one of the gangsters back from ECW and. Um, oh man, the story uh, he's
9: on Facebook, Mustafa Saeed.
3: Yes, oh, he is he is so awesome. I mean, uh, i've I've been I've been friends with him uh, since about two thousand three, and got to hear his stories, you know. And
9: it, he's got a lot of them. He's got a lot
3: of them. It was it, I just consider it a blessing, uh, you know, to uh, be acquainted with that man, and and uh, you know, get to. Get to yeah. hear his, uh, get to hear his stories. And, you know, I got, I got to, I never saw him wrestle. I just see, I just seen him in practice and in training and to see oh, a lot good, of
9: man. He, he was, he was crazy. He yeah. was crazy. You but know, he was good entertaining and, and, and a tough dude. That's the thing about these guys. You know, some of them are just abnormally tough. And that's <laughs> that guy and new Jack are some of those abnormally tough dudes where it's like, what are you doing?
3: Yeah, putting
9: their bodies through hell
3: and i remember one day he walked he walked through the doors of the gym i I was working out and all of a sudden i see somebody kind of looks like elvis i'm like okay did somebody come from vegas turned out to be he came into the gym with the honky tonk man
9: (laughs) oh man good old wayne ferris yeah the honky tonk man honky tonk wayne Man, that gimmick started in Stampede Wrestling. The uh, Owen Hart's dad, Bret Hart's dad, Bruce Hart's dad, Stu Hart's... uh, Well, Stu Hart! Yeah. Stu Hart's promotion in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, as Lance Storm would say. And yeah, he started off as... Not too many people know that. He started off as Honky Tonk Wayne there, and then the WWF, when he went there, because Hogan liked the gimmick. uh, Yeah, Hogan was the guy who brought him in, Hulk Hogan. The... Hulk Hogan brought him in. And, yeah, he changed it. He tweaked it a little bit to the honky-tonk
3: man. Yeah, yeah from That's what another I... Another guy, another legend. Yeah, somebody else said he didn't always have the Elvis imp- imp- uh, impression. Uh, that was that was something that was kind of credited to Hulk Hogan, who uh, said, you know, yeah, you gotta, ought gotta to grow out the sideburns, slick your hair back, be more like Elvis. We don't have any Elvises in wrestling, so why don't you be the first one? <laughs>
9: Yeah, because in Memphis, he teamed up with Jimmy Valiant, and there was a memorable promo where uh, there's a a word that's now considered a slur where Jerry Waller calls his cousin that word, making fun of him. Uh, And it's business. It was just part of a promo because back then, you know, you had to do what you could do for business. You know, it wasn't nothing personal or anything. It wasn't meant as a slur or anything like that, but it's very famous. It's a very famous promo. You can find it on YouTube from, I'm not sure if it's 1977 or 78, maybe 1979. But you see a blonde-haired, long-haired honky-tonk queen.
6: <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> 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 well, when he came in, of course, you know, he didn't have all the uh, Elvis uh, – uh glitter and whatever you know like the, the Elvis jacket that he normally wears you know he just he came in wearing right. a, t- a t-shirt and shorts and whatnot. but i just saw the i just saw the sideburns and the and the hair slip back and i'm thinking what what's an Elvis impersonator doing here it turned out to be honky tonk
9: well, to well he's coming to your town in a pink cadillac yeah honky
3: tonk man <laughs> yeah. speaking
9: of wearing a t-shirt and everything yeah i could never get my abs the way you know you know some people have a six pack uh, man, brother, I have a twenty-four pack. You know, I, I've been—I still work out and everything. You know, <laughs> all these years, but I could never get my stomach. I got this distended stomach, so I always wore a shirt, and that was one of the things that I applied in my gimmick when I returned and wrestled for the I.U.W.A. and then later for the E.C.P.W. Uh, based out of Chicago, and I was the booker there. I would wear the—I would wear the Punisher shirt with the uh, sleeves torn off and the shorts. And I wanted to do a white trash looking gimmick. I don't know if I could say that if it's yeah, politically uh, no, incorrect. Or
3: the, uh, you know what? I mean, as long as it's not the N word, you're cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
9: yeah, definitely. We don't, we don't want to use the, the word that means, uh, you know, you know, terrible yeah. stuff. To
6: yeah. These
9: idiots, you know, it's, man, it's, Evil satanic words that people use and stuff for no reason is like yeah. yeah. You know what? I wanted to convey a white trash look, and that's the look that I implied. And now these days, because John Cena wears shorts, and he's got a spectacular body, of course he doesn't need a shirt. But you know, once he started doing it on the main stage, that's when all these independent companies were pushing to not wear shirts and. Oh, you look like a trash bag and everything, and it's like, well, yeah, I can't argue with them. Definitely can't argue with them. You know, you, you know, I'm I'm 46 years old now. I'm out of the business. I've been commentating. You know, I became a manager of people like Milo Cash, uh, the Killing Machines, which was Machine, a guy called Machine in the area, and uh, Rick Walsh, who was, man, he was War Machine. Uh, it was like a Road Warriors type.
3: As long as it's uh, not War Machine John Copenhaver. <laughs> get, no. The, no, 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 no. Fuck oh, that man, idiot. That's a
9: name from the past. Whoa. That, that, that that, he got he doing?
3: Uh, he, he's a piece of shit in, in where he needs to be, but, yeah.
9: Yeah. I was going to say, wow, he, he did a number on the... He put a black eye on the, the MMA world.
3: Uh, yeah.
9: And, he, well, I don't think he could possibly put a black eye on the MMA world, someone like that. But, you know, he definitely did a number on, on the reputation, you know, back yeah. in the days when MMA was just still trying to gain a yeah. foothold in popularity.
3: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but... Uh... But yeah, that's the
9: t-shirt. t-shirts back... They were in, you know, on the independent circuit back then. And then by the time I was a booker for war pro wrestling with the machines or the killing machines. They were referred to as, and then later what we did here in Chicago, my comp- uh, cash was the I U W a champion. And I got a lot of heat on the internet because I would in hyping up the shows, I would call them the world champion. And if a company, another independent promotion was having a hard time with business I would negotiate to become a booker and bring Milo Cash in and have him win the world title and unify whatever company championship that they had with his title and I would go on and on on the internet about oh, he's the real world champion Milo Cash. And so all the other area companies here in Chicago well, they, you know, in wrestling it's kayfabe. You know, kayfabe is the art of illusion. And it's a code that we live by. It doesn't mean that you are an actual champion in a real life sporting contest like MMA. You know what I mean? But these guys were taking it like I was some kind of deranged individual because of the way I hyped the product. Hyped my wrestler. I was a manager. I was a booker, which is like a matchmaker or a storyline writer Uh in layman's terms. And I was a co-promoter for ECPW. So I had this guy win this title and that title and everything, unify the title. And so, you know, we got a lot of heat. And uh, there's a message board in Chicago in particular that I'm not going to mention. There was a lot of heat on me over that. So, you know, once I stopped being the booker, I didn't promote any of my products on this particular forum in the area. And... Man, let me tell you something. I have some recently, some strange stuff happened. Like five years ago, people were tipping me off that there was people using my gimmick name, Stan Payne. There was like a million Stan Paynes on this message board, all starting fights. I'm at work in the cold of winter doing traffic control. I'm getting calls on my cell phone from the company's promoter that I was with in Chicago-style wrestling, and the top star was Steve Boz. You've seen him on uh, the WWE TV, on USWA TV, and all this stuff. And he's calling me up. And he's asking me, "Hey, dude, why are you threatening Frankie the Thumper DeFalco, who's a promoter of Brew City Wrestling in Wisconsin, just north of us?" I'm like, "I didn't. I'm not. I don't threaten him. What are you talking about?" Well, you better call him," he said. I get in touch with this guy through Facebook because it's the easiest way to text instead of being on the phone in the middle of the street doing traffic control. Of course. Oh, man. So this guy turns out that a group of... Uh, a number of Midwest talent enhancement workers from the 1980s were being sent messages by people saying that they were Stan Payne
6: and issuing
9: threats. And I don't know what was going on, but you know, I, to protect myself, I went to the police, let them know what was going on, and they, you know, the police, it doesn't take them too long to, they call it pinging your phone, they ping your phone or something, they take your phone, they check to see, you know, through your email, you give them permission, of course, to do this, so, you know, they ping your phone, they check your your devices, I brought all my devices, and, uh... They check your emails and your text messages and everything. All right, this isn't you. But because I wasn't the one receiving the threats, they you know they said, "You know, here's your case number. There's a detective and everything, and the number to reach the detective. If you have any problems with people thinking that this is you, just have them call. All right, so there were, uh, one of my mentors, I'm not going to mention his name because there's heat, real nasty heat with this gentleman. He was a cool guy my whole life from the days of Sam DeCiro's Windy City Wrestling when I was lurking around there uh, trying to break in as a kid. And all of a sudden, this guy's getting threats. So I give him the information. I'm like, this is, that's fine. Just call the police. Have him contact, you know. Have him contact you. You contact them. Whatever. This is what's going on. Oh, no, no. He replies, it's just comic relief. If it happens again, okay. Exactly five days later, he gets a threat to a family member, uh, his kid at the time. I'm like, oh, man, this is bad, man. You've got to go to the police.
7: Here's the, I give
9: him the information again. What does he say? He goes, oh, it's comic relief. If it happens, he repeats it. Oh, man, and I'm like, what, what, come on. Somebody threatens your family, Bad Billy. You want to rip his head off, of
3: course. <laughs> um... But... I was just but, in a you know, similar situation and I w- I was kinda thinking towards my gun, but that's a story I can't really get into on the public yeah. airways. So
11: No,
9: absolutely not. You know, but it's like this is serious stuff. When you get a threat against your family member and it's a kid and everything like that, and it's like and you don't go to the police and you say, Oh, if it happens again it's comedy relief and then When I told them, you know, the police is going to have to confront you with this if you're going to keep telling people, because he went on that message board, the forum, called me out behind my back, just put all this stuff out saying that it was me, getting people riled up and inciting them to commit violence against me. I'm like, come on, dude. You know, call the police. The police has the information, but they can't do anything because I'm not the one that's been threatened. All they can do is verify that it was not me. Go to the police. You got the threat. The police, I went right back to the police and told them, look, this guy's sitting there flipping out on me, saying that it's me. And they're like, all you can do is give them the information. I went back, repeated the message, relayed it. And you know, what does he do? He, he decides to be amicable. He decides to be cool to my face. The, you know, he, goes, he publicly apologized. I took screenshots of this stuff because I'm like, I had to protect myself. Legally, you know what I mean? You know. Yeah. So I took screenshots and everything was cool. He even did an interview with me, which is going to be published soon. Um, yeah, I thought everything was cool. Five years later, five years go by. Uh, late this past year, I'm getting messages from people saying, hey, they're still going on and on about you. Well, I checked that message board, and lo and behold, there's five years of people repeating a lot of this these false accusations, these libel, and basically my character, you know, my wrestling character, there's people, there's somebody disseminating emails and stuff. And the reason I'm bringing all this up is Mm -hmm. I wanted to thank you for bringing me on here because I wanted to let everyone know if you are receiving emails of any kind or dealing with some idiot threatening you or your family, go to the police. Ladies and gentlemen, go to the police. if you're receiving any any of this type of stuff from someone who is purporting to be me, Stan Payne or something, call the police, have them contact me. Uh, my email is Cybertron Media at Yahoo.com, and I will gladly give you the number and the name of the detective and the case number, and you can verify with them that it is not me. But if you are getting threats, your police department, contact them and give them the information with, you know, my information that, you know, I'll supply if you suspect that it's me or anything like that. Because, you know what, bad Billy, once I stopped promoting, and I, I was a co-promoter, but mainly a booker and serving as a wrestler and a manager, I wasn't that good in the ring, but you know, I was a good manager, a decent manager, and I, I managed in so many places like The IUWA, as I mentioned, and ECPW, a company called RGW, also War Pro Wrestling, the AWA Slam Promotion, Lucha in the Park here in Chicago, where they would run a free show every year in uh, Unity Park, uh, the SSW in Wisconsin, the NWA uh, in Southern Illinois for a company called N.C.W., where I managed uh, Young Lady Dirty D. In Paris, Illinois, I mean, uh, the Lords of the Ring promotion, I've been a manager and everything, but I stopped promoting in 2009, booking, having any involvement, because I'd quit to become an EMT, working with the Department yeah. of Homeland Security and FEMA for a while, and also uh, helping run a traffic control and valley parking operation, and I've been doing private security for the rich and famous in the Chicagoland area. Um since then and it's been a relatively quiet life aside from this craziness with uh, these allegations and stuff like that but yeah it's been pretty cool and i've just been doing commentary in my home of chicago style wrestling csw people can find that on the facebook page of chicago style wrestling and i'm delving now into like i'm going to stretch my hand out towards the central part of illinois for powerhouse wrestling extreme you got people like The Beast, who a uh, uh, protege of Harley Race, uh, and wrestled with Rick Rude and WCW, and you know you yes. got Tyler Bodine. you got Seymour Butts, which is a very interesting name, but
3: uh, <laughs> and then of course it, nonetheless. <laughs> you know when you look at you look to uh, what's in Illinois too, and um, my good buddy who I was telling you about in a private conversation, uh, Robbie J Font, who's uh. You know he's also the lead singer of Repentance and Stuck Mojo, but and he him and yeah. I talk some politics. But he's also a wrestler in Illinois too. So,
9: man, we got to reach out to him, get him into Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme, or maybe I don't know because the Filth King Brubaker, who was featured on Impact Wrestling along with his top challenger for the CSW Championship, because uh, Filth King Brubaker, he had the eleventh mm-hmm. longest title reign in modern pro wrestling history out of all the major companies and independent circuits uh 729 days uh he lost the title last year to Vic capri Vic capri tore his tricep muscle and is out of action now so uh yeah. the title was vacant but filth king brubaker regained it maybe this gentleman you're talking about i don't know lead mm-hmm. singer of stuck mojo i don't know yeah. maybe he might want to Shot of Filth King's title. You never know. I got. I got to talk to uh, the promoters, the matchmakers, Steve Arendt. I'm gonna to have to talk to him about this.
3: Yeah, I honestly hate to say this, but we are out of time. Unfortunately, you uh, gotta be kidding
9: me on this Christmas episode. Yeah, I know. Of the Outlaw Radio. Yeah, now we
3: got. Yeah, we got a music set to get to. But hey. I want to thank you very much for joining me here on the show. And uh, yeah, w- what a difference uh, get, getting to talk to you in person, sort of speak, at least while we're speaking and not just passing emails or voicemails back and forth.
9: Hey, you're a quality dude, man. You've always been a good brother and everything. I love you. I love your show. And I love every single person who's listening to this right now. Love yes. all of you. And I want to wish every one of you a happy Hanukkah. A Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, a Healthy New Year. We're gonna overcome every obstacle that's in the way if you've got the drive inside.
3: Oh, I've already overcome COVID nineteen myself. I had it, and I've been sicker than that before. So,
9: man, <laughs> yeah, insane. You know, they just can't get on the same page with this stuff. But that's another story for another day. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But you being a survivor, you living through it, you know what's up.
3: Yes, no indeed. <laughs> All right. It, well, no. hey, it's 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 been a real pleasure. You take care.
9: Thank you, brother. All
3: right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was the interview I had with Stan Payne out of Chicago. I'm gonna hit our music set uh, coming up. We've got Breathing Theory. Gonna be followed by Jack Perrow, Benton Blunt. Orion's rain and Charmin be back after this.
1: How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are?
0: You're listening to outlaw radio where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask, fart?"
16: you really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan.
15: Price for
14: Chip. That's right. Chip gets his very own Christmas album. Isn't that right, Chip? Yeah. Wouldn't it be great to hear such great songs as I just brushed my teeth with my grandma's big toe. Yeah. Oh, wash me down there, Mom. Yeah. And all he wants for Christmas is a new dollar store rug. Yeah. Are those songs on there, Chip? Yeah. They are? Yeah. Are there more songs on there? Yeah. How great is that? And am I to understand, Chip, that's Maybe if they were to order now, they could get something else. I don't know, a freebie, maybe? Yeah. What can you give them? I heard you're going to give them a picture. Uh, What's this picture going to be of? My big slong, heavy. Yeah, 12 fucking inches, bitch. Big and thick and long. That's how big my cock is. That's why they call me Mr. Big Dick Long. Oh, so it's going to be a blank piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> well, Chip, you have quite the imagination. Yeah. How can people order those? Hey, people, check out the hotline, 502 569 So we call your hotline and leave plenty of messages? Yeah. Okay, that can happen. And when they leave messages, they should say they want the Very Murray Chipmunk's album. Yeah. But what about for those people that don't order? What will that make them? That will make them a bunch of...
6: Asshole!
14: That's right. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. Order your Very Merry Chipmunk's album now. Yeah. Thank you. And have a great chipma season. Oh, wait a second. What if they want the CD right now? They can go to any Walmart in Palmyra, Indiana. You can get it there. And wait, wait, wait. If they go to a certain Walmart, they can have it signed. Yeah. And... If you put your toes on the CD, you might get a special surprise, isn't that right, Chip? You know, like I said, I'm tired of being made fun of, I'm tired of being picked on, I'm tired of being harassed, I'm tired of eating up motherfuckers being jealous of me, I'm tired of people threatening, I can't touch it, not the Oh, we're not picking on you. we're just telling the truth. So, once again, either call Chip's hotline and leave him several thousand messages, or as many messages as the box can hold, or go to any Walmart in Palmyra, Indiana. Yeah. Once again, have a great chipmess season.
17: and swart into fences and a boot full speakers with a sub in the center for Mr. Christmas see with needs by on my clock milk and cookies in it a lekker stable dop. A lekker board braille face with para braille sauce and rail for in and my Christmas ghost A full time for brandas and a full for coke A kamer full chocolates and a boot full smokes A lekker groot TV and a Playstation 3 A Xbox 360 and a Nintendo Wii Round my beerpins with a six-pack my golfer vir my laat jesel poens met my omvloed Ik was zoet geweest jou jaar vrou my maas, orou, my vlek met de voelie stop. My gammon, gee my bout, gee my christmas koek, maak my arms bykie sterker en my Steep goed, maak my bank rekening vetter en my golf swing graai, maak my vriende gelukkig en my vijandes paai, gee my net goeie tye in die nieuwe jaar wat kom en maak my fans net louder en my kritiek stom, gee my sakke voor ringe en a pure gal kain, gee my a diamond wat jy moet oplig met a krain, maak my jaarvol toere en my leven vol vat, sit om wijn in my glase, steaks in my pa In my huisie by die see en Make dumb. Let fake beats drop in die belt, tongue my full sunshine and clump lekker songs. Make it good times longer than the tough times gone. So merry, Blurry Christmas and happy, happy times with sugar for percent and the good vibes.
6: Chat chat chat
18: Snow falling on the ground The wind through the trees make a sweet 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 sound It's not Christmas without you a Caroling everywhere The kids dream of sweet things Seems like they don't have a kid. It's not Christmas without you. So I'll reach out. I can see now. No one else will do. To Christmas without you Season is filled with love Peace, hope, and grace And the blessing that comes from above It's not Christmas without you the It's not Christmas without you.
10: Moved on, on, on Well, here I am Alone again Would you tell Santa Claus Where I am Baby Christmas, Christmas is down here The year, And it will never be the same Without you here I try to smile But there's no Christmas cheer Because Christmas is down Down here the sheep This time of year always reminds me up The times we had and how we gave our love Well I know we'll have that chance again I'll be glad but Until then Baby Christmas is down It will never be the same without you here. I try to smile, but there's no Christmas cheer because Christmas is down. Set the memories of Christmas is down, down here the sheep. I try to smile, but there's no Christmas cheer because Christmas is down. Have a blue blue Christmas
7: In South Africa genocide of white people black on white violence is rampant and ongoing the south african mainstream media has kept this genocide hush hush and south africa's politicians have been silent about it it's time for the silence to end enter usac the united south africa coalition USAC Incorporated comprises groups and individuals around the world working together to create public global awareness of the genocide in South Africa and to develop community restoration programs that will make South Africa a safe place for all races to thrive. To join USAC and for more information about USAC and what you can do, visit usac.center. That's U-S-A-C dot center. USAC, working to bring back a safe, truly unified South Africa.
19: This is The Renegade Show. You have three different scenarios here, and I'll give them to you. No, I said Scenarios, not Cheerios. Coming to you coast to coast and around the world on your favorite radio station. How did you get Cheerios from Scenarios? All right, it's time for the Renegade Pick of the Week countdown. Here we go, counting it down all the way to number one. (laughs) Who farted? Yeah, we like to welcome you to the Renegade family. Does anybody even remember Dookie Hauser? I think it's fair to warn you that by listening to this show, you're committing a misdemeanor in four states, three children children are asking their parents where babies come from. Two children run away, and one mother ends up crying by the end of the show. This is The Renegade Show. Go to facebook.com slash Radio Chris master to find out days, times, and stations of where you can catch The Renegade Show.
7: Hey, everybody, it's your boy West Stark from the GF6 Show, reminding you to check us out on the baddest station on the planet. For station and broadcast times, go to www.gf6.com. That's G-F-S-I-X dot com. You know what we do. Blow it up. Support Outlaw Radio and friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of OutlawRadioABS.com Show the world how much you love Outlaw Radio with Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store a service of Caravan to Midnight find items to help make your life easier and better including water purification by Berkey, delicious long term storable food by My Patriot Supply the New Eden Nutritional Support System, the Ionic Toothbrush System a better way to clean your teeth the Invisible Mask, a negative ion generator that hangs from your neck like a pendant that mitigates incoming pollution. The high-ion bio key Quantum scalar Energy Pendant, EMF mitigating fabrics and clothing, and some really cool infrared night vision binoculars. In the Cranked Up Coffee Shop, a service of Cranked Up Live. Entertain your taste buds with coffee that even the aficionados love. Some of the best blends from around the world, including Serato and Grindhouse Brew. Visit outlawradioabs.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. Man, you, the fuck out
0: bad, Hell, man, fuck From the bowels of a nondescript building in a little hick town, this is Outlaw Radio. I'm not in a to deal with you today, you stupid
3: asshole! Asshole! All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, the 2020 Christmas special. Brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train. And which was actually picked up uh, by a gentleman out of the UK. So my good buddy Sandro Avellini has basically re- released his rights and released uh, the company to the gentleman in the UK who uh, I am going to continue working with. Yes, indeed. And, of course, USAC, the United South Africa Coalition. Go to USAC.center for more information. The songs you just heard. You just heard Charmin with Christmas is Down Here. Before that, Orion's Rain with a young lady with a very talented voice. That I cannot pronounce her name, and I, I'm sorry about that. But the, Their cover of Christmas Cannon by Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Before that, Benton Blunt with Christmas Without You. Prior to that, Jack Perrow with Merry Christmas. And starting off the whole set, Breathing Theory with How Breathing Theory Stole Christmas. Well, like I said at the top of the show, uh, Chris is unable to join. He's got some things going on, so I'm going to tackle News of the Weirds. Slash shower thoughts. And uh want to address a few things before I get to all that. So I'm seeing on Twitter, hashtag Christmas is cancelled. And I had to have a look at that. And there, uh, apparently a new strain of COVID-19 Discovered in the UK. Therefore, they're going on their third lockdown. None of this makes any sense to me because the lockdowns are not working. They're only hurting economies. And I mean, you know, the, the Stand by Stephen King was uh, just uh, released a couple days ago, uh, just started on S- CBS All Access. I gotta say, so far they're doing a much better job than uh, their, than 1994 version with Gary Sinise and Molly Ringwald. And uh, yeah, get get yourself on CBS All Access and tune into that. And uh, the new version of Stephen King's The Stand, bringing it more into modern times with the internet and cell phones and all that happy horse shit. Now, if COVID-19 was anything like the virus in Stephen King's The Stand, which they call Captain Trips, I could see why a lockdown would be necessary. Even if if it was half as lethal as, as a virus like that, because the virus in that story kills off. 99% 99% of the world, and leaving the remaining survivors either with the good of Mother Abigail or the evil of Randall Flagg. Thing is, COVID-19, the coronavirus, whatever the hell you want to call it, is absolutely nothing like that. People are not dropping like flies. It's got a 90-some percent survival rate. Yes, people have died. You have have that idiot president-elect Joe Biden. Wear a mask. It's going to save a life. Come on, man. As we know, that old fart doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground, and he's nothing but a corrupt piece of shit to begin with. And, yeah, this whole thing was exactly as worded before, a plan That's right. I said it. It was a plan Because good old President Trump, as much as people hate him, doesn't realize that Americans win under his presidency. Regardless of if the Democrats didn't vote for him, the Democrats hate him so much, but they don't realize how much they have won, how much they have gained, because he cuts your taxes and he builds the economy and he brings jobs back here from overseas, whereas Bush and Obama were sending jobs elsewhere and destroying this country. Trump rebuilt things and rebuilt things quickly, and he's hated for it. So the Democrats, they control the mainstream media, and get the world to hate him, saying, making up bullshit lies that he's a racist, and he's a white supremacist, and he's a misogynist who's gonna grab a woman by the pussy. In fact, uh, before Raven, as you heard by Idiot of the Week this week, he, before he had to say his line of bullshit. There was another friend of mine by the name of uh, Muhammad who, who asked me about that. Um, you know, where's because I, I publicly said, well, Joe Biden's a fucking pedophile, and the proof of that is on fucking TV. Go to YouTube, just watch him sniffing these little girls. Come on, man, in his own fucking words. But, you know, they're, they're going to, they're, the UK is going to go into a third lockdown, which I'm pretty sure they're going to push the U S to go into a complete lockdown. And if, if Biden does get inaugurated and a lot of you are saying, Oh, he's going to, he's going to just because the electoral college has declared him the winner doesn't necessarily mean he's won yet the Democrats stole this election as we all know and the proof of this here I mean state of Nevada alone the crap they pulled in Nevada now, I want to tell you something about the state of Nevada I have voted in six elections in my lifetime. Three of them were here in the state of Idaho. The other three were in the state of Nevada. And what's interesting there is that uh, when I cast my ballots here in Idaho, they were all on paper. The ballots that uh, I cast my votes on in the state of Nevada were all on a computer. So, yeah, so starting with uh, 2004 when I voted for President Bush at the time, incumbent President Bush, even though uh, I can't say I'm proud to have voted for him, but uh, he was still, in, in my opinion, a better choice than uh, Al Gore and still a better choice than uh, John Kerry. So that's, that was, uh, I was in Reno, Nevada for that election, and that was on a computer, and I don't think that vote got tampered with. Now, I moved to Las Vegas in 2008, just before the 2008 elections, when it was John McCain versus Barack Hussein Obama, and after 9-11 especially, how can, you can't trust somebody just by, with that kind of name alone, but. Anyway, so 2008, I hadn't even lived in Nevada uh, for two weeks in, in the city of Las Vegas. There's an agency there called ACORN who's registering people to vote. Here I am with no proof of Nevada residency, and I'm staying with a friend of mine sleeping on his couch until... You know, I get a job, save enough money and get a place of my own. That was the plan. And that's exactly what I did. But, I uh, to, told the people, uh, that when they approached me, cause they acorn hires people to register people to vote. And I said, oh, yeah, I live at this address, even though I, I don't have any proof of residency is, Oh, that's okay. I got registered to vote. It was too easy now let's think about this las vegas is a big tourist trap now las vegas and reno both tourist traps actually and both very close to the border of california so you can register the tourists to vote and they can make the drive from sacramento or los angeles or orange county They can place their votes in their home state of California in the morning and then make a drive to Reno or Vegas and cast their votes again. But that's, uh, the Democrats are, are, uh, ignoring that saying, well, that's no, that's not fraudulent activity. Really? Really? Nevada's been a red state for a long time. In fact, I know a lot of uh, people who are Republicans or Libertarians in in the city of Las Vegas alone. And we're talking people of all races, too. Black, white, Hispanic. A lot of them, their politics are as red as their blood. And then, of course... Just like in Michigan, just like in Wisconsin, the t- conspiracy of dead people voting. But they, they found a lot of uh, voter registrations, dead people voting now. So Trump's up to something now, because even after the Electoral College has has uh, declared Biden as the winner, Trump still refuses to concede. Because he's got something up his sleeve. In fact, uh they're playing right into his hands, ladies and gentlemen. I do believe this. And he's going to find a way to stay in stay in the White House as he should, whether he has to de- and people are urging him to declare martial law, which he may have to. And it, and if he if he pulls this off, and of course, Manages to keep his position in the White House as our president, which I hope he does. The problem there is going to be war is basically going to break out. So be careful. There's going to be mass rioting. People are going to be enraged. The the media is going to lie about him. As they always fucking do. So ladies and gentlemen, as I am telling you this. Just on January 6th, be careful. You may have to call into to work. You may not be able to make it to work because they're going to be blocking the roads. You know, and, and uh, depending on what race you are, you may get attacked. We've seen it happen before. And groups like the Proud Boys and Antifa and Black Lives Matter, I I have no doubt in my mind that uh, George Soros is funding all of them. So he can get a war going to really tear this country apart. Trump's trying to keep it together the left and george soros are trying to tear us apart it's it's really really sad really sad so anyway this is the christmas episode and i should keep it more positive so i've got to bring up the website and this If you're listening live, this may kind of mess with the audio a little bit, and I do apologize for that. So, let me bring up the right web load. I can't wait to get rid of this computer and get one of those gaming computers that's actually going to work a lot more in my favor. (laughs) Yeah, because this computer is... And though I got good internet, the computer itself is uh, is kind of slow and ha- has been has been um, messing with the uh, the streaming here, and I, I've heard it how it it's been causing to skip. So, it, but uh, if that happens, uh, you can catch the podcast, which doesn't skip, and on the uh, syndicated replays as well. So, with that said, let's go to News of the Weird Shower Thoughts.
7: This is Outlaw Radio News of the Weird.
3: From the Outlaw Radio Newsroom it is i none other than bad billy <laughs> and see even the soundboard is taking its time <laughs> yeah, yeah probably skipping groovy yeah there it goes there goes the sound bite so with that said let's go ahead and get into shower thought Throwing something into the trash from where you're sitting is a gamble for either doing less work. Let me start over. Throwing something into the trash from where you are sitting is a gamble for either doing less work or more work. All right. (laughs) Blaming a younger generation... Or having it too is guilt tripping them about your generation's achievement of pr- providing a better life for your children. The most unbelievable thing about Elf that is Zui dischannel. I I would have words that I can't pronounce. So. The average Linux user knows more about Windows than the average Windows user. Santa having enough coal to give to all naughty kids implies the fact that elves work as miners in order to extract it. People who get glasses are not nerds. They failed a test to get glasses. Due to smartphones, many people have functionally abandoned the wristwatch in favor of the pocket watch. True? Uh, Some of these shower thoughts sound really familiar. The older you get, the more it is accessible to have friends who aren't your exact age. For example... It would seem weird if a 17-year-old were to hang out with an 11-year-old, but it's normal for a 67-year-old to be friends with a 61-year-old. Well, that's because by those ages, you know, things are a little different. (laughs) Technology, whatever, technically, whatever you lost is always... The last place you'd check. Let me repeat that. Technically, whatever you lost is always in the last place you'd check. There's always a small chance the lights actually did flicker when you blinked. Christmas music favors the people living in areas with snow. Sometimes... Silence is often screamed. Silence! Women who spend an average of six years of their life bleeding but are still stereotyped as. Okay, that might be kind of misogynistic. So somebody might say it is. It's It's impossible to skip breakfast. It's only possible to postpone breakfast until later in the day. The joy of running a crisp dollar bill on the excuse me the the joy of finding a crisp dollar bill on the ground often outweighs the value of that dollar can actually pr- purchase. The Star Wars universe has priorities straight They have perfected space travel, yet don't have color TV. (laughs) It's fairly easy to traumatize someone, but extremely difficult to untraumatize the same person. A grave robber and an archaeologist perform the exact same job while finding themselves on polar opposite ends of the respectable scale. All right. Jeff Bezos could easily Jeff Bezos could easily be Santa. He has our address, drones and wish lists. All movies that are based on true stories that are based on a true story shares a cinematic universe. Broom's could be measured by miles swept. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. True friendship is more difficult to come by in life than people who would like, than people would like to admit, and that's very true. Vlad the Impaler probably had the world record of making people take it up the ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how he killed people. We never think about how nice it feels to be healthy until we're injured or not feeling well. At one on the road that we would have cursed cursed at if we weren't the ones driving. Wooden chopsticks are disposable. Plastic chop- chopsticks are reusable. Wooden spoons are re- reusable. Plastic spoons are disposable. That's true. The first image you see as a baby are pr- the first images you see as a baby are probably inverted because your brain hasn't learned how to flip the image yet. Attractive people and unattractive people live by different rules in society. It's surprising that no one it's surprising that no one ever invented downhill bowling. <laughs> That's an interesting point. The dwarves in Lord of the Rings, with basic know their basic knowledge of okay r- words I can't pronounce. Fuck that. The fact that Great Gatsby. What what the what the hell? I, we removed all laws the crime technically if we removed all laws the crime rate would drop to zero No laws to break yeah All right so I'm seeing a lot of these here I, I remember for Chris reading last year so I am I'm done reading this that shall do it for news of the weird this week and that shall do it for this Christmas special. Of outlaw radio now uh, my guests next week are yet to be determined and uh, questionably uh, how how easier are they going to be to book because it's going to be the day after christmas on next saturday that next saturday will be the year in review yes yes indeed so, with that said, we're going to end the show with Madison Risen and Soldiers Christmas. And let's think about that. Those that are deployed don't get to come home for Christmas. Those that uh, choose to serve our country. So, that's another reason why we should thank those who serve this great nation. All right. So, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Outlaw Radio. And I will be back next week. Merry Christmas, everyone.
0: Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio.
15: The leaves have all fallen back home, where I'm from. Thanksgiving's come, Thanksgiving's gone, and my family tells stories around their Christmas tree warm living room on Christmas Eve and the candlelight shimmers as I write down the song Please place far away from family and home as the pen hits the paper the shadows grow long but I stay here a soldier it's me and my gun on this Christmas I'll tell you the truth in my heart from a place that's forgotten time, God, and love. I'll stay here, man. My word and faith, there's nothing in this world that I wouldn't trade to go on. I want to go on. I want to go on Christmas Day. To the place of my birth, greatest country on earth. All this Christmas. 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 Those who will never see the leaves fall again. we get to spend Christmas with family and friends. I'll see this fall through, all the way to the end. Well, who am I to wish for my own more than them? They gave their full measure till nothing was left. For all our freedom, they gave the last breath. They gave it with honor. Trust in love, just doesn't seem fair, they'll never care to go home. No, we'll never go home, they've all soldiered on to march with the Lord. All this Christmas Hold oh, oh, see keep the keep last breath All this Christmas So we can stay strong in the fight Christmas Day Night oh, yeah. oh, yeah. after black night All this Christmas We thank you with all back home where I'm from. Thanksgiving's come, Thanksgiving's gone, but I'll stay in the fight. I'll soldier on for the ones who will never come home.
3: billy here do you own a business or perhaps you're in a band or maybe you run a radio show or podcast whatever you do you want to market your brand with custom made apparel look no further than fresh baked tees t-shirts hoodies tank tops caps beanies koozies banners and even masks you can get them all custom made from fresh baked tees prices are reasonable and negotiable Simply go to freshbakedeas.com, submit your logo, and place your order today.
7: If you've been searching for a show that talks about what's trending in the world, entertainment gossip, stupid news, and more, sizzling talk radio that is not dumbed or watered down, a show that is not for pussies, then you need to stop searching and check out The Charles Richardson Show. It's uncensored talk radio. No crybabies, no losers, no fucktards. Charles Richardson and crew bring it 100% with real opinions. If you can't take it, get the fuck out you can even call the show and flap your gums provided you have a brain for the 411 stations and showtimes like the charles richardson show on facebook at facebook.com forward slash the charles richardson show some material may not be suitable for children under 18 the charles richardson show you want some come get some
13: I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place.
7: I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want.
9: But what I do know is that you should have a Merry Christmas. But I will
11: find you, and I will kill you.
8: To Outlaw Radio Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208-957-7016 All feedback is played and replied to on the show Visit our official website at outlawradioabs.com Ball Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions.
16: Well, here I am sitting on a porch writing another song about wailing with Great outlaw boys just like me Man, can't you see Because you can't go wrong With one good outlaw song The outlaw song Well, here I am Sitting on it and I was here with old George We'd be strumming on the cold hard truth And he stopped loving her today. This old song About Waylon and Willie David Allen Cole The man in black And the possum George Jones Can't go wrong Can't go wrong With one good Arrow song